Our reading today is taken from the book of Psalm 100. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. Shout triumphantly to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. His people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love is eternal. His faithfulness endures through all generations. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge your presence this morning. We want to welcome you and we want to honor you at this moment, Father. We praise you and we're so thankful, O oh God, because you are our good, good Father. We thank you, Lord, because you have loved us so much and um, you have always been um, faithful to us and you always make sure, O oh Lord, that we are always taken care of. Father, we thank you for this beautiful Sunday morning. We even thank you, Lord, for some showers this morning, oh God. We thank you for the beautiful weather. And Lord, we thank you, Father, for each individual that are here today, Lord, ready to worship you, hungry to hear your word, oh God, hungry to worship you. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have, the freedom, Lord, to come together and to sing for you, to hear your word, Father God, and to have fellowship with one another. Father, we thank you for how you've been so faithful this, this whole week. And Lord, we just want to lift you up, our worship, our singing. May everything that we will do or say, oh God, be a pleasing aroma before your throne. Father, as we celebrate Father's Day, Lord, we thank you for our earthly fathers. We thank you, Lord, for how they have provided for us, for how they have um, stood by us, oh God, all this time. And may you continue to bless them, strengthen them, Lord, and inspire them, encourage them, oh Lord. Father, again, we praise you, we honor you, and we welcome your spirit in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all be seated. For some announcements, um, today, of course, we will be celebrating Father's Day, and um, after our worship service, uh, don't go anywhere, we have special lunch provided for, for all of you, but of course, our priority, our VIPs, <laughs> are the fathers. Um, and we thank the WOW for uh, coordinating and preparing this, this day for, for them. Fundamentals of Faith class uh, will be on June 26th at 1 p.m. And then we all know that our BBS is coming up and uh, Sister Michelle is here to announce them. Good morning, everyone. Happy Father's Day to all our amazing dads. Um, I have a quick announcement just for our upcoming Vacation Bible School in July 11 to 15. As you can um, see, you, I'm, I'm holding this um, flyers. If you received this from Sister Jo, um, this is a two kinds of flyers. We have a 
uh, door hanger and we have uh, this actual uh, flyer. So we need your help. We ask your help to please invite all your friends, your co-workers, or your neighbors for this uh, home uh, door hangers uh, to the home on your right or to your left. If you can um, please um, um, hang this on their doors and also personally invite them with this uh, flyer. Um, we don't want to see this flyer actually just hanging on your table. So if um, if you haven't get one of these, there's one on the on the foyer table. Please get one and then uh, bring this with you on your home and then um, help us. Also pray for all those persons you uh, invite and if you want, you can also uh, give us the names and we can um, pray for them as well. Thank you. Um, and uh, connected with that VBS announcement, on the 26th of June, we have uh, VBS Volunteer Commission and Training. Um, that will be next week, so we will be praying for our VBS volunteers as they prepare for this uh, five-evening-long event. And also, VBS Decorating will be on June 25th. That's a Saturday, 9 a.m. Um... Again, VBS will be on July, the week of July 11 to 15, and the theme is Spark Studios. Um, and just so you know, VBS is not just for kids, this is for all ages, so from babies to adults or senior. <laughs> um, any other announcements? We have the schedule also for lunch, VPS. Uh, oh, yeah, we have the schedule for lunch for volunteers. We need your help. Or dinner, sorry, dinner. So the schedule will be on the foyer. Please grab one and make sure you know what day you are um, assigned to bring food and coordinate with your group. Um, let's greet our birthday celebrants for this month or this week of June. On the 19th is Joan Blazik. The 21st is Kent Rosario. 24 is June Villanueva. And then happy June wedding anniversaries to Pastor Sasaki and Tachika Sasaki on the 24th. Did we miss anything, anyone? If we miss your special day, please make sure you tell Sister Ariane because she will, uh, so she can put it in our, our uh, bulletin. Do we have guests today? If this is your first time, we would like to welcome you. Do we have guests? No? Old timers, everybody's old timer. <laughs> Are we all ready to worship and sing to the Lord? Yeah. Of course. Let's all stand up. Uh, let's wave to one another, turn around and say, I'm so blessed that you are here. And let's... Uh, Gratefully honor the Lord. God is good.
we praise you, Jesus. Thank you. 
Is not what you have. Been.
always remember, oh God, that it's nothing about us, nothing about our accomplishments, nothing about who we are, but it's everything that we have, Lord, is all about you. The reason why we're here, oh God, is not about us, but it's all because of you, oh Lord, to lift you up, to glorify you, to enthrone you, oh Father. Because you deserve the praise. You deserve the highest worship. Father, we thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for making us your children, co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Lord, may we always be in this attitude of worship, oh God, all throughout. Not just on Sundays, not just at this moment, oh Lord, but in every single moment of our lives. May our heart be always a worshiping heart, a beautiful scent before your throne. Lord, we love you, we honor you, and we praise you. And Father, we also want to thank you and lift you up, our tithes and offering, Lord. We Thank you for every individual that will give today, O oh Lord. May you touch them, may you bless them more, O oh God. And may you use this um, instrument, O oh Lord, for the expansion of your kingdom. And Lord, we also pray for those who cannot give at this moment, Father. You know their hearts, you know their situation, Lord, and we know that you will continue to provide for them, O oh God, because you love them also, O oh God. Lord, continue to be blessed in our midst, continue to be magnified in our midst, oh Father. We honor you, we love you, we love you, we love you, our Father. In Jesus' name, we just want to adore you. Amen.
Thank you very much for that uh, wonderful song. Like I'm already in heaven. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, indeed, uh, I'm blessed because uh, we have these uh, women who, you know, they practice. My wife, as she practice every time we go to sleep. <laughs> Anyway, today is uh, Father's Day. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And let's un enjoy this day because tomorrow is Monday. Because it's, uh, they said that every day is Mother's Day. So we need to grab this opportunity. <laughs> the whole year it's Mother's Day. <laughs> would like to uh, uh, thank Sister Alice for this beautiful red roses and also yellow. It matches my color shirts more. <laughs> and also, thank you, Brother Noel. He's the invisible pianist. And also for helping preparing all the Mother's Day events in this church. With Brother Noel Arce, Lumabas, and Sister Wayne, and the WOW, of course. We thank the WOW for sponsoring this plants uh, today. I invite you to please rise as we uh, give respect to the reading of the word of God this morning. Our passage is found in Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, beginning verse 11 until verse uh, 32. Verse 11, then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And many days after, uh, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Verse 17. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's Hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hard servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and his sandals and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found 
and they began to be married. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed a fatted calf. He was angry and would not pleaded, and and he pleaded with him, and so he answered and said to his father, "Lord, these years, these many years, I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I may make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with." Our lots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you're always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that we can feast on your words. Today, Lord, it's Father's Day. Thank you, Lord, for giving us fathers. And, and this morning, Lord, we will take a look at this passage from the side of the Father. So we will learn and gain lessons from this parable of the lost sons. And Lord, we thank you so much for what you will do this morning. Speak to us, O oh Lord, most especially to the fathers who are present here. May they listen to your words and put them into your hearts. Thank you, Father, for this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. As a Filipino, I love our culture, Filipino culture. By the way, the title of our message this morning is The Model Father. The Model Father. And so, Filipino culture is, of course, uh, as a Filipino, if you will really study it, it's, it's rich in, in culture. And, and one of the things that I like with our Filipino culture is when we call our father as haligi ng tahanan. What is haligi ng tahanan? Okay? Father, we call them haligi ng tahanan or in English, pillar post column of the home. While we call our mothers ilaw ng tahanan, light of the home. But of course, today it's not Mother's Day, so we go back to fathers. Now, when, when you think about haligi ng tahanan, or pillar, or column, column of the home, think about this. When you hear this word, haligi ng tahanan, your role as a dad, as a father, is very, very important. Why? When you think about a house or a home without a post, without a column, what will happen? It will crumble. You see, therefore, when you hear this word, haligi ng tahanan, dad, tatay, tatam, your role is very, very important when you build a home or you're building a home. It's because, as I told you, Without a post, without a pillar, a house will crumble. Mm -hmm. 
Well, everyone on this Father's Day is fortunate enough to have had a father who is really responsible. A word that we don't want to say, but some, they have irresponsible father. Some children, they have taken for granted their dad. Some today will become a father soon, and some are just starting, and some, they are retiring just like us, meaning I am already a grandfather. But still, even though I am a grandfather, I still have a role as aligi ng tahan. More and more, we are evolving into a matriarchal society. Meaning, mothers are the leader in a home. Instead of a dad or a father leading the family in our society today, mom are leading the home. Listen. God never intended that way. Dads are the leader in the home. You are the leader. Today there are too many men who are opting to leave instead of love. Others have virtually abdicated their place of leadership in the home. Remember this, that the presence of a father is an integral key to the success of the home. And so that, your role is very, very important as haligi ng tahanan. Quite honestly, there are not a lot of role models for fathers today. However, there is one who is tucked into one of the parables told by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In a parable that we just read, he is often overlooked in the story due to the emphasis that is placed on one of the other of his two sons, the elder and the youngest. Have you noticed that? Most of the preaching are on the eldest or most probably on the youngest. We call them the prodigal son and the elder brother. So this morning we will venture to say that 90% of the messages we hear on this passage of scripture have one of the two boys on a center stage. Yet, the story is really about, about not them at all. It is about the Father. Not how Jesus begins this parable. A certain man had two sons. Verse 11. A certain man has two sons. Now the question this morning is, who is the subject of this sentence? 
Is it the sons? No. The subject is the man, the father. He is on the center stage here in this parable. He is the subject not only on the uh, opening sentence, but on the whole story. So here's a picture of a mother father from whom we can all learn some valuable lessons on this Father's Day. So I, I challenge all the fathers to really listen to our message this morning because this, this message is for you. Uh, we will look at him. Okay, first, number one, we can see uh, in this uh, passage is, as a role model, is that the father is foresighted. He is foresighted. What do you mean by this? According to this verse, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. Uh, this is a sad story. Why? Because you're still alive and your son is asking for his inheritance. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the mother father is foresighted. Meaning that he knows that what he puts into his child at a young age is going to determine what he becomes and how he behaves in the latter years. Thus, he is an example himself and imparts into his son some, we call this, absolutes. Now, uh, the model father, did you know that they teach us the truth to his children from infancy through adolescence? Remember, Jesus was telling this story to the Jewish people. So these were people who had a rich heritage in the Mosaic law with its parental responsibilities well defined. What was their responsibility? Just before the children of Israel, you remember when they, they entered the promised land? Moses, through God, gave them the instruction on what to do. Why? Because they will build a new community. And the community is composed of family. And for them to be successful as they possess the land, Moses reminded them about their parental responsibility. What is their parental responsibility? And this is it. It's, of course, found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, 4 to 9. Because generation comes and goes. The goal here is this. So that they will not, the coming generation, forget the God whom they serve. So Moses said, and this is what he said. And these words which I command you today, note this, this is very important. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Pause for a moment. Shall be in your heart. Because if there is nothing in your heart, you cannot do the following. The next thing you cannot do. It should be first in your heart. And then he said, 
You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. So you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gate. Moses is talking about the law, the word of God given to them. And so, parents' responsibility is this, that you teach your children the word of God. And this responsibility was given specifically to dads, fathers. Why? Because dads, fathers, we are the leader in the home. Take a look again at this verse. He said, you shall teach them. You cannot teach the word of God if the word of God is not in your heart. You, you, you cannot talk what you don't have in your heart. You, you, you cannot bind if you don't know what you will bind. And also, you cannot write what you don't have in your heart. You see, this is again a parental responsibility well defined. The mother father teaches his children the scriptures. He is an example before them in life, not only in life, but also lips. He is not merely a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word before his family. He has this foresight to know that his action speaks even louder than his words. And so he gives his children some absolutes. He is very important. Absolutes. Thus, in the case of the father and his prodigal son, there are some moral, moral instilled, or moral values instilled there, from which the son rebels at times. You know, children are not perfect. But when you instill moral values, they will what? Remember them. We will see this one in, 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 in our passage. So if we're going to be the kind of father that any child deserves, then we need this type of foresight ourselves. We need to not simply be a provider, a material provider that is, you know, very important. You go to work and you earn your wages and provide food on the table, shelter. That's important. And that's not simply a, a mental provider that is also important, but mostly what is lacking today is this, a moral provider. Instilling scripture and absolutes into our children, this is the most important thing. Why? It's because, look, at the prodigals, when he wandered away, I do believe he remembered what his dad teaches. Remember this. Don't expect your children to be perfect. No one is perfect. They will sometimes give you heartache. 
But if you planted these moral values, absolutes in their hearts, later on we will see they will come back to their senses. And so dad, this morning, as a modern father, you need to be foresighted. Grab the opportunity to teach your children well, most especially the scripture. And I challenge you, please, as a role model, you yourself should study the scripture. So you cannot give what you don't have. That's a role model, Father. Secondly, we can see in this passage is that the model father is forbearing. Look at verse 15, 12 to 20. He divided to them his what? His livelihood. See, the model father is forbearing. That is, he is restrained. He lets the boy go when the time comes. Verse 12 to 13, chapter 15. So he realizes that some son seems to have to learn the hard way. How many of you growing, you learn the hard way? <laughs> some children needs to learn the hard way. And our life really is not easy. But if some children are not really, you know, being disciplined or disciplined in their life, one of these days, they will learn a hard lesson. And this guy, he learned the hard way. But anyway, uh, this dad could have refused to let the boy go. No. I mean, the dad would say, no. Are you nuts? I'm still alive. I'm still kicking. I will not give to you my the inheritance that you, you deserve. No, no, he did not say that. He, he could have blackmailed him with the inheritance. If you will go, I will not give you your inheritance. Uh, he could have played the guilt game. How could you do this to your mother and me? There are times when the mother father knows what is best, but still lets his son go. Here is a boy. After all his dad has done for him, who comes and thumbs his nose at his dad. This father could have played the comparison game. Why can't you be like your older brother, obedient brother? Uh, there are all sorts of games and innuendos that could have been played at this time. But here we find a dad who evidently was prepared to stand by what he had put in that boy from childhood. You see, he knew the truth of King Solomon's words that we should train up a child in the way he should go. Proverbs 22 verses. You see, the key word here is the word train. The key word is the word train. And this promise is not for one who simply sends his child to Sunday school for one hour out of 168 hours a week. This is a promise to the dad who has trained his child by life and live and love through the investment of his most valuable commodity, his time. Spending time. 
See, the model father is not simply foresighted, he's forbearing, he restrains himself, he lets the boy become a man. Now we Filipinos, it's hard for us to let go. Most especially moms. <laughs> well, I think for that it's easy. I remember, I remember when JP and Jewel, they were still a teenager. Uh, they went to San Diego by themselves, and uh, I dropped them at uh, Sky Harbor Airport. And then they were thinking that I will go with them on that counter and help them. And what I did is I just dropped them. <laughs> and then they were wondering how come I'm not going on. So, I let them do the thing, you know. <laughs> you know, here in America, as long as you can speak, as long as you can read, you will, you will survive. And so they were looking at each other. They told me they were looking at each other. How come then? He just let us try. Because I want to learn, I want for them to learn things in this world. Why? Because if they will keep on depending on you, they will not grow. They will not get mature in life. And so this, this, uh, this dad, he lets the boy become a man. See, uh, some dads never learn this. Some, some continue to hold to their children so tightly that they lose them in the very process. See, uh, this dad let the boy go. He didn't send one of his servants to spy on him. And just imagine, oh, hey, hey, spy, come here. I want you to spy my son. No, no, there's no record about that. He let the boy go. So as much as his own heart was breaking, and as much as he knew what hard lessons lay ahead for his son, he let him go. Uh, I wonder how many of us willing to forbear and, and respect our children's autonomy when they have gone of age and willing to, you can fly, you can be on your own. Yes, let him go, but, listen, let him go, but never gave up on him. You see? Yes, he let him go, but he never gave up on him. Many of us are tolerant, or tolerant up to a point, and then we somehow and so often lose our patience. So this father just kept being faithful at home, living with a broken heart at times, but never giving up. See, the boy left home to be free, but he became a slave to those things he thought would give him independence. And so this generally happens when we get outside the umbrella of authority of God. Notice that one, okay? This is simply not, not applicable to this, to this prodigal son. You see, when you live out of the authority of your Father in heaven, your life 
will mess up. Verse 17 describes what happened. It says, the boy came to himself. In other translation, and he came back to his senses. You see, point number one, this is what the father is telling us. When you train your child, when you teach your children about the scripture, and then when they, you know, uh, lost their way, just like this prodigal son, because you train them well, they will come to their senses. He came to himself. See, all those years of loving training, it paid off. And so, fathers, again, be diligent in teaching your children, training your children, sending them to Sunday school, leaving them devotion at home, worshiping the Lord together, it will pay off. The boy had been taught better, and he knew it. And so he heads for home, hoping to simply become a hard servant. I can almost see this dad now standing on his porch, or perhaps working in the fields, but always keeping an eye on the horizon, looking down the road in hopes the boy would come home. And the scripture says that finally one day, look at verse 20, and he rose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, see, I don't like that word, but when he was still a great, great way off, meaning that the dad didn't really give up on his son. He was every day anticipating the broken heart man. He's still thinking about his son, that one day he will come back, and that is the picture of our God, the Father. When his creation is lost, our Father in heaven is still waiting for you to respond. So his father saw him and had compassion. Had compassion. And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. See, he never gave up. Number three, not only the model father is forbearing, but also the model father is forgiving. See, the father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Verse 20. Yet again, the model father is forgiving. When the boy was a long way down the road, the father started running to him. You just, just imagine. Picture yourself. Your son or daughter wandered away, and every day you're sitting on your porch just waiting, waiting for her, for him, and then when you saw far off, oh, it's just like in the movie, uh, uh, slow motion. <laughs> you're so excited. And this is the dad. He is forgiving. The boy may have come walking, but the dad came running. The boy begins to speak. Luke 15 
until verse 18, but he never got to give it. See, the father was full of forgiveness. What a dad. You see, he ran to him with a warm welcome. There was no, how could you have done this to us? There was no, where have you been all this time? There was no, what did you do with the money? There was no, I hope you're happy now. Sarcastically saying that. There was no, I told you so. There was only a warm welcome. Welcome home, son. Welcome home. A mother father is a forgiving father. This dad, according to our text, had compassion. What does the word compassion mean? This word comes from the two Latin words that mean to suffer with. In other words, even though the son doesn't know where the whereabouts of his son, he's suffering with him. Thinking, what's my son doing right now? Where is he right now? Oh, I don't have any idea. He, that's, that's compassion. To suffer with. The dad suffered with the son. That knew what the boy had been through. He knew what was in his heart. You see, the, the boy had come home hoping to become a hired servant. And the dad, I like this word, restored him. He restored him in forgiveness to his rightful place as an honored son. The dad did not agree with his plan. I want to come back to be one of your hard son. The dad did not say, okay, since you, you know, to, you, you broke my heart. Yes. No. The dad restored him. He forgave him. He put him on the rightful place as his son, not hired servant. Yes, the kind of dad every child needs is not simply one who is foresighted, forbearing, but one who is forgiving as well. How many of you, your children, breaks your heart or broke your heart? Our children are not perfect. But as a father, we must be willing to extend grace. Not condemn them, but help them be restored. Put your shoes on this dad's shoes. Not easy for it. Asking you for an inheritance, you're still alive and kicking? 
and then came back just like that. Think about that in the least. Because of that, he was a forgiving father. Number four. The model father is not only forgiving but also forgetful. I'm not saying you need to have an Alzheimer's disease here, okay? And that's not what I, uh, we're saying here, okay? Uh, look at verse 22 to 24. Bring the best robe. Put a ring on his hand. Kill the fatted calf. I want you to take a look at the ad adjectives. Best. He didn't just simply say, give him the robe. But the passage says, best. I think about that. A ring on his hand and kill any calf. No, he said, fatted calf. You see, even though the son wandered away, he is still special in the sight of his dad. This, my son, was lost, and now he's found. See, it is one thing to forgive, but quite another to forget. See, the model father does not hold a grudge. That's what we're talking about here. When you hear the word forgive and forget, you cannot really forget what happened. You cannot really forget what he did. Point that we are making here is this, that when you forget, that means you do not hold a grudge. This is also exact same thing when we want to forgive those people who have offended us. We are commanded to forgive them just like our Father have forgiven us. The Bible is very clear. When you don't forgive other people who have offended you, the Father will also not forgive you. When we understand that we are forgiven by the grace of God, we will know and learn how to dispense that same forgiveness to other people who have offended us. Not only you will forgive them, but forget. Grudge. What is the word grudge in Tagalog? Sama ng loob. If you still have the sama ng loob with your friends or with someone who have offended you, you did not really have forgiven them and forget what they have done. So this father, a modern father is forgiving and forgetful. He allows his boy a place of beginning again. Ah, that's wonderful. He could have said, welcome home son. I forgive you, but you have got a lot of proving to do around here. But of course, he did not. He put it all behind him. Now, to say the model father forgets does not mean that there should 
Below rules in particular cases of certain prodigals return. I, I want you to remember this. We are not seeing a boy here in the story who came with a rebellious spirit. What is the difference? We are witnessing a boy here who, listen, who truly repented. He really repented of his sins. Why? Because in, in verse 17, he said, he regretted his deed. And this is what he said. Uh, he came to himself, meaning he regretted his deed. And also, in verse 15, he blamed himself for his actions. He didn't blame other people, but he blamed himself. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer more worthy to be called your son. He didn't blame his brother. He didn't blame anyone. He blamed himself. Meaning to say he took responsibility of what he has done. That, that, that is one of the true characteristics of a person who repents truly from their hearts. You remember David when he committed murder and, and, and adultery? Read chapter 15 of the book of Psalms. He said, I have sinned against heaven. He did not blame Bathsheba. It's because Bathsheba was, you know, bathing. That's why that happens. No. He blamed himself. He took responsibility of his own actions. Same thing with his prodigal son. Third, he acknowledged his father's right to be displeased. Oh yes, the father was displeased. He acknowledged this. And he said, I am no worthy, no more worthy to be called your son. I displeased you. And so, you know, it's okay for me. Not to be called your son, just hired servants. And he resolved in his heart not to repeat his mistake. <laughs> Again, uh, this is true repentance. In verse 20, he said, He arose and came to his father. You see, repentance involves a change of attitude which will result in a change of affections which will re result in a change of action. That is true repentance. And this is what the boy displayed here in our text this morning. Change of attitude, change of affection, and then change of action. And that's true repentance. This process is illustrated beautifully in this boy's own repentance. First, he changed his mind, his attitude. He came to himself. Next, he changed his will, his volition, his affections. He, he said, I will arise and go to my father. He did something that is his will and his volition. I will go to my father. I will go back. And then this led to a change in action. He arose and went home. Here is a dad who could not simply forgive, but also forget. Because here was a son who came home 
with a truly repentant spirit. When we forgive, we ought to forget. God does. Aren't we glad He doesn't deal with us according to our sins? Think about this. If the Lord will deal according to our sins, all of us will be wiped away in His world. Psalms 103 verse 10. Thank you, Lord. You don't deal with us according to our sins. But in Psalms 51 verse 1, but according to your tender mercies. We have a gracious God, not only gracious God, but merciful God. Amen. If God is not merciful, where are we right now? Praise the Lord, we are still here because God is merciful. This is the model, Father, is forgetful and we should be thankful and we should, you know, emulate this, Father. Number five and last, the model, Father, is not only forgiving, forgetful, but also focused. Focused. He, the elder brother, was angry and would not go in. I want you to take a look at this. He doesn't want to go, you know, come in, go inside the house because he heard music dancing. La, 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 la. What's happening? And then he said, of course, this is during the conversation with his dad, you never gave me a young girl that I might make merry with my friends. You see, the, the, the model father is focused. That is to say that he has his priorities in order and keeps things in proper perspective. Note that in verse 29, the, the sulking elder brother is complaining about never having given a young goat as, as a party feast with his friends. Think, think, think about that. We're, we're talking here about the fatted calf. Verse 23. So, to complain about never receiving a young girl at a time, this was a sheer folly. Why compare a goat to a fatted calf? Probably, uh, he wants that, what is that soup from that goat? Papa. <laughs> but anyway, think about, think about that, okay? And so, to complain about never receiving a young girl at a time like this was a sheer fun. This older brother had lost all sense of perspective. How fortunate, of course, were these boys to have had a dad who was focused on the right things. You see? The party is now in full swing. The festivities are at high. But question is, where is the dad? No one can find him. Why? Because he's outside with his older son helping him to get things in focus and proper perspective. He is assuring the older brother he is always with him. You are always here with me. And all that I have is yours. 
and he keeps or and he is he is keeping the focus on the fact that he is right to party for the younger brother had been lost and now was found the truth is is this life goes on and so must we and ironically we are never told how the story ends uh, by the way we're please if you have time Wednesday and Friday our Bible studies are really very good Wednesday we talk about parables and Friday we're talking about the life of Jonah and anyway uh, during Friday one of our question is this what happened to Jonah it just ends and Sister Shen doesn't like uh, Jonah really <laughs> <laughs> she admitted it, but anyway, uh, Jonah's story is just like you, uh, you know, uh, he, he left you hanging, isn't it? He was reprimanded. Uh, you're angry with that, you with shrub that you did not, you know, build or build, you know, planted, uh, and then it just suddenly ends. We don't know what was Jonah's action. Same thing with this. Have you noticed? We are never told how the story ends. What happened to the to the to the elder brother? See, the, the Lord just concludes it without our ever knowing what happened. Did the older brother go into the party? Did you not ask that question? <laughs> silence in order listen in order for you to finish the story yourself on this father's day how will you finish it this is a beautiful picture of a mother father but listen the real message on this special day is that this is really a picture of our own heavenly this is the picture of our own heavenly father why because he is uh, the father is foresighted so much so that he knew that without a substitutionary sacrifice we could never make peace with God ourselves thus he gave us not only some absolutes but the gift of his son Jesus Christ he knew that we cannot make it. He knew that on our own, we cannot save ourselves. That's why God is so gracious. God is so loving. God is so merciful. He is so foresighted. He knew that we can do nothing. And so, he provided his own son that we might be born into his family. Like the mother father in Jesus' story, our heavenly father is also forbearing. Meaning, he lets us go. Why? Because we are people, not puppets, not robots. And the love we can voluntarily return to him is indescribably valuable to him. You heard the word that I said? Voluntarily 
meaning coming from your heart. He is a forbearing father. He never gives up on you and me. Probably you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm a bad boy. Really, I did a lot of things that is not pleasing in his sight. Remember this, that as a mother father, our God of father, he is forgiving and also forgetful. In fact, he said, I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. Listen, I will remember them no more. Where can you find that verse? You can read that in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 34. I will remember no more. He is a forgiving father, forgetful father, and he is focused. He has everything concerning us in proper perspective. Isn't it time on this Father's Day that we complete this story? See, when we do, we will find him just like the prodigal son found his father with wide and forgiving open arms and the promise of a new beginning. Are you lost today? Are you still wondering? Many, many people claim to be still Christian, but they are still wondering. Go back to that. Remember this, when you live under the umbrella of this authority, your life will mess up. Just like the prodigal son. But, praise the Lord, we have a perfect father. Amen. Oh, yes. We're sighted, we're buried, we're giving. Forgetful, focused. That we can emulate our Heavenly Father and be a model Father. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful morning. Thank you, Lord, for your words. Yes, Lord, we need to learn a lot. still lack a lot of things. So Father, we thank you. Through your words, we can gain more knowledge and, and, and turn this knowledge into wisdom. Father, I am praying that you will bless our fathers this morning, not only this morning, but throughout their lives, oh Lord, help them to be a mother to us. For this is my prayer in Jesus' name. children, both the grown and the little, to accompany their dads to the front to present their dad with a Father's Day gift. So, please come, kids, go find your dads and accompany them up front.
Father's Day gifts are right by here with Tita Medic. Come one, come all. If you are a dad, come up. Your kid will be here shortly, I'm sure. <laughs> if they're in Sunday school, they will be here. And so, um, kids, if you see a dad without their children present here in the sanctuary, please be the stand-in for them today and present them with the Father's Day. <laughs> I'm bringing my tatay. <laughs> yes, very good. Come on up. All dads and all kids, both grown up and little. <laughs> Come get your gifts from Tita Mary. Present your dad with Father's Day Seeks your guidance 
and heeds your instruction. The man who spends time with you in reading and studying your word and fellowship with you. We pray for your continued guidance upon these men as they strive to be the kind of fathers who seek only your approval and who will guide their children to do the same. The kind of fathers who understand what you require of them to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with our God. Thank you for all these men and for the children you have entrusted in their care to bring up in the knowledge of you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. Is there someone who doesn't have a Father's Day gift? Raise your hand, please. Someone with no Father's Day present, okay. <laughs> Anyone else? Oh, wait, see, um, see John. See John. Okay. So we will invite Pastor Sasaki here to uh, speak the benediction. Let us pray together. Would you stand? Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for this Father's Day worship service here. We are so grateful because we do have the perfect Father heaven. So we continue to respect and honor you, Lord. Also I ask you, Lord, all that your fathers, your grandfathers, your great-grandfathers, we are also responsible for training our children, the grandchildren, great-grandchildren, in the way that they should go. So that when they are old, they shall not turn from it. Thank you, Father, for this message that you, our pastor brought to us. Thank you, Father, for this church. We continue to serve you. We continue to love the dead for one another. And we bring this message to this lost world. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. All God's people say, Amen. Amen. Okay, good afternoon, and let's all meet in the fellowship hall. Just a friendly reminder to allow the dads to uh, make their way to the buffet table first. Let them uh, find their seats first. But everybody is invited to the fellowship hall so we can have our Father's Day fellowship lunch. See you.